How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind MAPCO at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542. or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Fit Nation. You're a show founded by veterans and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to you. If you're an author, Share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you're a veteran, first responder, star family, we'd love to have you come on and just share your story with the misformation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Electrocast Media and About Face Radio. So keep you tuned in to us and learn about our great guests. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking some of your Tuesday night to hang out with us live on About Face Radio, all our socials, simulcast on the Full Moon Radio. And now, as of today, we are on Heroes Media Group as well. Thanks, Adam, for bringing us on board. Our next guest is a transformational leader who supports women to transition from one stage of life to the next in a really healthy way. She uses the ancient wisdom inherent in traditional rites of passage processes to bring awareness to the elements that are required to ensure that these inevitable transitions in life are done well. So without further ado, let's welcome 
Paula Conroy to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Paula. Oh, hi, Rich. It's such a pleasure to be here with you on your show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. Like we were talking in the in the pre-show, we're reaching across time zones. Uh, you're in the next day right now, so you're in the future. So I'm, t- I'm speaking to the future right now, so this is amazing. And <laughs> you're telling me how beautiful it is there where you are in Australia. And uh, I'm telling you how hot it is here and uh, humid. So we'll make that mix together and bring the audience a, a better place tonight and today. Yeah. Too. yeah, totally fantastic. I always find it so interesting when we're talking across time zones like this, because as you say, you know, all of your listeners potentially are heading into their evening rotation and I've just started my day. So um, it's really nice to mix together this experience of our frequencies across the world. Definitely. And Paul, like I, I told you in pre-show, I'm only going to give a little blurb about you. If you want to give some more from as far back as you want to go to how we got to what you're doing now, that'd be great. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks so much, Rich. Well, uh, many of your listeners may or may not uh, recognize my accent, but I am actually born and bred in South Africa. Um, And I left South Africa when I finished university when I was uh, 21 years old. And I went to live in London for uh, many years. And then I moved across to Australia to Sydney for many years. And I'm now based in the beautiful seaside town called Byron Bay in Australia, which uh, if any of you have never seen or heard of Byron Bay, I highly recommend coming to visit Australia and and coming to the beautiful little town of Byron Bay. It's a a magical little spot of of the globe that um, that has uh, an extraordinary frequency to it um, and has attracted many people who are in the process of transitioning in their lives. A very strong indigenous uh, culture here in Australia. Um, the Arapwal people of the Banjalang Nation who look after this area or the, uh, the first peoples, the first nations people of this area. And that is a very strong felt sensation here in Byron Bay. So my journey's kind of taken me all over the world um, and um, exposed me to many different things. I had a, a 15-year career in corporate banking where I uh, managed as the country head here in Australia for a global bank. Um, the client management team uh, looking after about 40 staff onshore in, in many different places. And we had approximately about 2,200 corporate institutional clients uh, under my under my jurisdiction. Um, and with that came a, a retention of a nine-figure balance sheet. So a long, a long career in banking, which had many different uh, facets of interest for me especially during those younger years of my career when I was in that sort of upward, outward seeking phase of my journey, really looking to find out what was going on in the world and how the world ticked over. And this interesting world of money and banking was uh, was fascinating to me during those, those, those years. Um, you know, but it got to the point for me in my career where I recognized that there is this, is th- there are these key transition moments that are happening for people all over the world all the time. And I know that, you know, for the Misfit Nation listeners, you've got a very diverse and eclectic group of, of listeners from, you know, first responders to, you know, people, war vets who have gone through big experiences and needed to transition back into their home life and integrate what's happened to them, as well as a range of different people, a range of other people who are all going through key transition moments in their lives. Um, and I think the importance of, of bringing that up is that we are all experiencing key transition moments of our lives all the time. We are wanting to move from one stage into the next constantly. And I know for you, Rich, on a personal level that, you know, you took a good 365 days off in order to honor that transition from your from your long, um, you know, and, and sterling career within the military to then give yourself that spaciousness to be able to reformulate what it is you wanted to do in that next phase of your life. And I really honor you for having the capacity and the wisdom to take that time. 
Whereas, you know, often we don't take that time. We just feel that agitation and we sort of just take the leap and we do the next thing. And then within a short space of time, we're feeling the agitation again and we take the next leap. And so that spiral continues of us never really aligning to our own our own inherent, you know, call or purpose. Um, and I think for me, it came, it came about, although on the external, I had this, you know, seemingly glossy life of this, you know, successful banking career and all sorts of opportunities were laid out before me, you know, especially as a woman in banking, which is, um, which is quite a, quite a unique and rare thing, especially when I was in, in banking to have a woman who was uh, actually pursuing that kind of career um, is, is, is a very sought after, um, a very sought after person. And so for me, it was a, a very big experience for me to feel that that agitation, that desire to want to transition into another stage of my life that felt more attuned to who I was. Um, and at the same time, needing to kind of turn against this, you know, seeming success um, and the uh, the dependency that a lot of my team members had on me, the financial dependency that I had on my salary, um, you know, and the, my family having on that as well, to be able to make clear choices on how to transition out of that world into a world that feels more attuned to who I am. Um, and for many years in that leadership role that I held, I kept asking this question around, you know, what makes a female leader? I mean, I am deemed to be a female leader within my within my industry and within my organization. And yet, if I really get clear with people around what is female leadership, you know, everybody comes with the aspect of rather the light aspects of the feminine, you know, it's like compassion and care and empathy and, you know, communication skills and all and networking skills. These are all the kind of facets that come with with female leadership that are are celebrated within the corporate corporate sphere. But the words that never really came up was like she's powerful or she's strong or she's determined or she can, you know, directly affect change. Um, and so for me, like in that sort of waning stage or that experience of agitation, calling for a transition from one stage of life to the next for me, it was very evident that I couldn't even answer that question as a woman. I couldn't even answer that question of what female leadership was all about. And I was like, wow, this is a bit concerning that I'm a woman and I can't even articulate what that is. So how, how am I supposed to expect the culture and the system and the men and, you know, human resources to even understand what female leadership is actually all about if I can't even articulate that for myself as a woman? And so that that question of who am I as a female leader really drove me to make the choices that I did to transition away from this, um, you know, really fruitful and 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 uh, full of opportunities. My career was full of opportunities to transition away from that and then go on this exploration of what does it mean to be a female leader in the world and what is it that means it means to be a female leader in the same sense as what the, the sort of system and the patriarchal society or the, or the or society as a whole deems to be important for leadership, which is powerful. You know, we need powerful leaders that can directly affect change, uh, hopefully for good. Um, and we need, you know, we need women to be able to access what that power means to them to be able to wield power in a really healthy way, not in a power over or a power against way. It's a power with, a power with the community, with the organization, with the whole of the, you know, the masculine and the feminine that we're working with in our everyday lives um, here on earth as humans. Um, and so that really prompted the, the journey for me to explore what that all meant and what that all looked like. Um, and, you know, hence I went on a sort of 
internal rite of passage, a, a, a journey within myself to discover for myself what the essence of female leadership is all about and how to bring that back into the world in a really powerful, potent way that is in unison and harmony with balance and with community and not against the system or against, uh, you know, the other. Um, it's more to kind of bring that that possibility of integration into the into the world to be able to um, harmonize and balance out this disparity that we have. There's so many polarities in the world at the moment, you know, like, ah, oh, to vax or not to vax and to go to war or not to go to war. And, you know, the it's just so many of these conversations are so polarizing. And all they do is seek to create more segregation and separation from one another, when really what we're trying to do is bring that, you know, poles by definition or polarization by definition are there to create the possibility of coming together in one unified field. And, you know, this question and discussion around what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a woman in leadership, what it then means for the men around the women that are in leadership, and how do we bring all of these really important aspects together from a polarizing discussion into a unified field so that we can directly affect change in balance and harmony and in unison together. Um, and so that's really what I do. I focus very much on, on the internal experience of that within my own self because I, you know, I firmly understand and believe that we have to go through these experiences ourselves in order to be able to speak from our direct experiences um, and then to be able to create the opportunity and the, and the uh, framework within which others will be able to respond in a, in a healthy and a positive way to that in order for them to adopt that and create that kind of harmony and balance within themselves and bring that back out into their workplaces, their communities, their families. Um, yeah, all in all in service to a world with less trauma and a world that is more uh, cohesive in all of our diversity, you know, all of the misfit parts of our of our community to be able to bring all of the misfit parts together in a cohesive community um, in a really healthy way. Definitely. And uh, I like the how you highlighted the female leadership. I've had other uh, corporate leaders, females that were women in leadership there, and they all have a different definition of it. But in the end of the day, it's just leader. If you just take that first part off there, you're a leader. And for years, I know it, it was a fight for many women to be able to say, I am in a leadership position because it was the good old boys network or the old guy, old man's club or something, because that's how it was for, I guess, generation, generational. And even in the military, uh, female leaders were few and far between that were highlighted. They were there, and but they were not celebrated like the their male counterparts who basically we're doing the same thing, but they were getting the highlights because they were a male. And mm -hmm. if you take, I think if we stop putting those labels and just say leader or human and this, and it would, it would help out a lot of things. And I also like that you, you brought the, the polarization and opposites attract. They shouldn't be detracting again from each other or fighting each other. We should sit down and just talk to each other and say, Hey, mm -hmm. we all want the same thing. We all want things to be good, right? We want things to be mm -hmm. successful, kids to be successful in life and have a better life than we did. How do we make that happen? And I think that's what you're, you're saying with the rite of passage for the community to get better and uh, grow the social socially for, together and make everything a success. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, but on there, Rich, and you know, this is the thing is ultimately what we'd love to get to is like, what does, what does exemplary leadership look like? What does divine leadership look like? What does spirit leadership look like? However we want to term that kind of, you know, um, uh, most uh, sort of um, 
sought after point of influence to get to that stage it's like we've got all of this kind of trauma in in our in our human society we've got all of this trauma that needs to to kind of wash its way through and in order to get to a stage where we can shift people from where we are to where we where we want to be which is in you know exemplary leadership we need we need certain parts of the system to to break down with our awareness and with our conversations as you've quite rightly picked out and with that we need certain faculties within women and men to be to be waking up so that we can understand that polarization within ourselves individually you know all of us men and women alike have got a masculine aspect to us and a feminine aspect to us you know for majority of men they'll be more predisposed to the masculine aspect for majority of women they'll be more predisposed to the feminine aspects of their existence but they live within all of us so that polarity is happening in us individually and we see that then reflected in the outside world by witnessing the polarity getting uh, amplified with certain certain conversations and certain different ways of being but if we can turn that lens back inwards and really look to ourselves and recognize with our increasing our awareness and our capacity to be with our own experience of hey this is a very masculine aspect certainly for me i mean working in banking i had a lot of very very potent masculine aspects to me that helped me get stuff done you know and that were very effective and helped me be very effective as a leader and i don't want to give those parts up i don't want to forfeit all of these really healthy strong masculine aspects of myself that help me affect change and at the same time there's this integration of okay well these are really healthy aspects of me and these parts are dormant so these feminine parts of me are dormant how can i bring these feminine parts of me online in a really healthy way so that i can i can move through whatever standing in the way of me being deeply connected to my feminine leadership so that i can bring them together within my own unified field my own polarity of being a healthy human being in alignment with my masculine and feminine together but what i see and what i experienced was that there is this journey that many women need to go on and men but i think that's kind of happening in smaller pockets at the moment and it's there's more to come i think in the future there's first this this necessity for women to really go into this healing process within themselves around you know so many women are 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 filled with brilliance like women are amazing like they really are you know they they really can do so much i'm so inspired by women they really are and men but like women i'm passionate about because i see especially around me these amazing women who have got so much value to add so many gifts and talents that they haven't yet realized you know so they do so much in the background running these lists households families meals running their jobs booking in holiday camps still like the list just goes on the woman's the woman's brain is extraordinary the way it can multitask across all of these different facets and yet the internal relating to themselves and myself included is not necessarily of the nature that is you know filled with self-worth and filled with recognition of their own of our own brilliance there's still this oh you know not me don't worry you know not able to receive there's you know and in that there's there's the challenge it's like you know for women to become aligned to their brilliance and to recognize and wake up to the brilliance that they already are and then to be able to cohere within a community and within an environment be that with a work environment that's got men and women or be it within a community of women the sisterhood is such an important part 
to this healing of the feminine, you know, to really come into healing that sisterhood wound, the, the way women have kind of landed up in many cases being pitted against one another. And that that wound is deep. I mean, it goes back to when the witches were around, you know, and the witches are probably even before that, you know, probably even biblical times. But, you know, witches were burnt at the stake and, and they were given up by other women because, you know, if somebody came to me and said, hey, Paula, you're a witch, we're going to burn you at the stake unless you tell us who is a witch was like, oh, geez, well, I don't want to be burnt at the stake. I'm going to give up my sister next door because, you know, she's a witch. You know, so you can imagine the kind of wounding in the psyche that's happened between women and in the feminine consciousness around the world that is desperately calling for this healing at the moment. You know, it's desperately calling for women to come through this, this, this wounding in a really healthy way so that we can come back out into the world and perpetuate a frequency of love and harmony and balance in that unification of that polarization we've been speaking about you know and for us women to do that there's 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 wounding within the feminine within ourselves and with one another that we just need to go through a journey of digesting and and being able to feel to feel these things to be able to get these things that are standing in our way out of the way so that we can, in fact, have the possibility of being able to come through in a very potent way um, and, and, and in a way that is not against or over, as I've spoken, spoken about before, that whole power dynamic, which is not in service to the type of world we are all wishing to live in, which is balance and harmony, I hope. Um, you know, it's, it's not power over or power against. It's this power with, you know, directly affecting change with because there's an attunement to that frequency of balance and harmony that is inbuilt, inherent within each woman and inherent within the communities that get cultivated with the possibility of this healing journey. And I see that happen so often, you know, such, such a big aspect for everybody is around the integration of everything. What is the integration required when we have veterans returning from, 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 from deployments? What is the integration that's required when we have people going through extreme experiences like, you know, that beautiful woman, Nicole Kerr, who you um, interviewed not so long ago and that, you know, that, that, that interview really inspired and moved me on her extraordinary level of resilience and her capacity to recognize her own uh, divinity, really, in her yes, in her yes. uh, transmutation of her near death experience and in the trauma that ensued thereafter. Like, you know, what is the integration that's required for those big kind of experiences that 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 I've just touched on, and then also in the little experiences, these transitions from a child leaving home or moving into adolescence or having a child, having a grandchild, or, you know, getting divorced, or all of these transitions that are always happening in everybody's lives, we are always transitioning from one stage of life to the next. How do we do those transitions really well? You know, I utilize the ancient wisdom and rites of passage, which is extraordinary, and very profound and very rich in its frequency. Um, but that that rite of passage, which supports that transition into the next stage of life, is a really potent time for a for for a human being. And then it all comes down to the integration of these big experiences. How do we then support one another in a healthy functioning community to integrate the inevitable transitions that happen for all of us during the course of our lives? Definitely, and uh, you put a lot out there. It's, it's hard to hit all of it, but. <laughs> The rite of passage for everyone as they go through their chapters of life or their journey. Like I put my military as one long, very long chapter of my life, mm -hmm. uh, 22 years of my life. Before that, I, I was still a person before that. So I was 22 years before that as not a soldier, as just a, a kid growing up in the city. Then 
going to high school, college, playing football, and then finally saying, this is enough. I'm going, I'm going to what I want to do, the Army. So I, I transitioned there and did that little rite of passage, go through the basic training. Bam, now I'm a soldier. Then 22 years later, like you said, I had to take that, I took that 365-day hiatus to try to find myself and try to find the perfect fit. You're never going to find that perfect fit, but it's good to find someone that wants you and you want to be with them. And then it took another another journey where, to find where I am now. And, and then starting the podcast was another part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Just keep helping others while also helping myself along the way. So it's, it's always a good journey to try to help others, but while also helping yourself at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly it, Rich. It's this reciprocal relating that, you know, we've forgotten. It's like there's this sort of aspect of our of our evolution which has resulted in hyper-independence, you know, where people have just got to go it alone. And that all comes from, you know, deep trauma in our systems where we were reliant on people who let us down, parents who let us down, abusive environments or whatever might have happened is that, you know, at some stage during many people's lives, we land up in a situation where we're like, I've just got to do it myself. You know, I've just got to do it myself. And that hyper individuation um, is is directly contrasted to what we're looking for, which is interdependence. And in that interdependence, we have that possibility of flowing back and forth. So as you've healed in yourself and you've gone through your journeys of transition and you've done all the you know intentional steps that you've taken, you've then been able to come back out into the world and serve in a way that has been directly correlated to your own personal transition, which is so beautiful. And then back into your own transition, possibly every time you interview somebody new and they give you a new facet of story to share and to experience and to digest, that then that's another integration that then feels that next stage of your service back out into the world. Um, And that's the beautiful interdependence that we are so deeply seeking for, which is a deeply feminine principle. It's one of the things that I've really started to deeply grasp in this journey and exploration of what feminine leadership is about. And remember, feminine leadership is not like, oh, only women. It's like men also have this feminine aspect. So that that part of divine leadership or exemplary leadership, spirit leadership, whatever we want to call it, for men and women is that real embodiment of interdependence. And, you know, you leading the way with your show and in your family and in your local community by really embodying that understanding within yourself of that backwards and forwards in that eternity band of interdependence of growing together and healing together is exactly what we what I would love to see proliferate across so many leaders in the world is that deep understanding instead of that hyper independence and then that dominance over and then the hierarchy comes back into effect and now we're back into this wrong kind of structure here we we're moving away from that community feel from the the, the ecosystem of interdependence, which is such an important and healthy part of healthy functioning communities. And if we don't have that, unfortunately, we just move back into a system that is going to be skewed in a direction that is not conducive to the whole. It's conducive to one agenda or to the agenda of few. Um, and I really feel that's where we are as a collective hum- human population in a rite of passage into understanding interdependence as opposed to hyper-individuation or hyper-independence. Definitely, and I, I believe the most successful leaders in any uh, any uh, male, female, they surround themselves with other great people that help build them up. So that community of leaders that are with them or community of experts that are with them is what makes that leader look really much, much better. Even though they're wearing the hat of leader, it's the people around them that are doing all the, all the hard work, all the efforts to make things look amazing. And then they'll pass that leader up at some point. The leader's going to say, good, I can retire. 
Yeah, beautiful. I love that. You know, we need more clappers in our corners, you know, like clapping one another along and really recognizing the unique gifts and talents in every human being and being able within ourselves to celebrate that in another instead of being in that wounding of, of segregation where we, we where we feel like, oh, if you're doing really well, that either puts me into self-pity or that puts me into jealousy or something's going on there for me and my wounding for me not to be in the position where I can really celebrate another success and clap them on and support them in their journey so that collectively we are doing this together because we need to do it together, Rich. No one person's going to change the tide in the world. We know that. We have to do this together by connecting our frequencies and attuning that to this frequency of of evolution and of balance and harmony that so many of us so deeply wish in our hearts. Definitely. And I, I, during the pandemic, I was pushing a lot of crazy posts out on social media, of course, but most of them relied upon cleaning your own house first. Clean your house, then your neighborhood, then your, like your I guess, your greater community, and then your city. And it'll spread it once everything gets, uh, gets that spread of a kindness and goodness or, mm-hmm. or success it'll just spread outward and everyone will just be going towards a common goal of everyone being successful or everyone being kind of in a better tone in life instead of always looking at, oh, Paul is doing good. Let's see how we can put her down or how mm-hmm. we can tear her down or how we can tear down Rich because he's doing this or I'm not going to support him because he's doing this. I'm going to stay doing my own thing and not even cheer him on. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. More clappers. That's what we need, more clappers. <laughs> you got to have an inner circle that's going to be your cheerleaders and, and do that on and pump you up instead of bringing you down. And I think that's Absolutely. what's going to help us all out. Yeah. So Paula, we, we, we hit a lot of the questions I was going to ask anyway, but you answered them without me even opening my mouth, which is awesome. allergies. <laughs> so this is awesome. What tips would you give that the young lady that's coming out of maybe coming out of secondary school or high school or college mm-hmm. and want to get into corporate world or even mm-hmm. start their own business to maybe get out of their shell and become a great leader? Yeah, beautiful. I love that. So, you know, for all the young women out there, which are, you know, and it's been a difficult time, I think, for a lot of our youth as they've been going through COVID. We've got the social media pandemic, which is, you know, a little bit out of control where we actually, it's kind of like the smoking of the 60s. You don't really know. We don't really know what the implications of this, of the social media pandemic and obviously artificial intelligence and that open letter from Elon Musk about, you know, let's halt all the artificial intelligence. There's this momentum building in the outside world. And, you know, in those young years when we are when we are in that upward, outward phase of our journey, leaving secondary school or coming out into the world, it is a time of seeking. It's the maiden years of bloom where they are, where, where, where the young woman is kind of like a bud coming through. They're not yet in full bloom of the of the summertime of their life, which is where I'm at, which is that sort of midlife stage it's in this time of exploration so my suggestion would be is try on many different hats try on many different outfits you know explore as much as possible try not to get too serious too young you know it's about putting on and taking off many different types of clothes and changing the hair color as many times as is needed exploring as many different options as possible so 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 as to understand yourself in relation to all the things that are on offer only really when the Saturn return comes for an individual at the age of 28 do things become a little bit more clear about which direction life's going to go in. So for now, I'd say keep seeking. It's a time of seeking and exploration and 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 finding one's way through through life in a very um, exploratory way. Be very open to that and try not to get too serious too young. 
you know, there's more than enough time later on in life to get serious. I mean, <laughs> we know that too well at the stage of our lives, don't we? Yes. And, and I, I think uh, early in my life, I took a lot of things, uh, a lot of fun early in my life. I treated life as a, I guess, a ball game all the time or a club. <laughs> and now, now everything's kind of, it's a little more serious, but I still have a lot of fun. Because yeah. I don't believe I don't believe you can be serious all the time. You can, you have to smile during the day, and that helps you get through your day. And I think seeking, exploring, and then finding your way are three great things to to tell our young ladies and young men too that are are still trying to find their way. They don't need to find it as soon as they step out of college. It and if they do, good on them, and hopefully they can bring others with them. If not, don't worry if you fall down. Get back up and keep pushing. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. So, Paula, where can someone uh, get in touch with you, maybe chat with you like we are, or even get get with you to, to learn more about how to be a transformational leader? Yeah, fantastic. So um, my website is uh, www.thefrequency.global, um, and my Instagram handle is thefrequency.global. Um, and either way, there's email addresses, there's a Calendly booking link, so I'm more than happy to have conversations with Anybody who might be listening that is curious about, you know, a little bit of direction or support or understanding on any of the things that we've touched on in this um, in this conversation, um, and I'd be more than happy to chat through. If, if I can't help them, I have a wonderful network of people around me who offer all sorts of amazing things. So to your point around that community and that, that support structure that we need to build, I'm fortunate to have a wonderful support structure around me. So if it's not something that I can directly support somebody on, I know a lot of different options and people that I can refer refer your listeners to. So yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Paula, thank you again for taking some of your time to uh, today for you tonight for us in a chat, chat with the Misfit Nation, give a lot of nuggets of, uh, of power and tools to bring with them as they go on their journey in life. Yeah. Beautiful, Rich. Thank you so much. And thank you for your service and all the ways in which you've served to the community and, and humanity. And, you know, I wish you all so many blessings on your journey ahead. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Mm. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are.